1: 26. Here on this Friday evening, a little late, happy hour with JJ Johny Stramsky. We're right here on the fan, and let's get you ready for Week Seven across the board of National Football League. This guy joins us each and every week. All of a sudden, we have found our footing these last few weeks. We welcome in Jared Smith from the Morning After over at Sports Grid. Smitty, what's happening, brother?
0: KJ, I know this doesn't ease the pain for the Giants fan base, but last night was a statistical anomaly. A team covering the spread usually wins the game 80% of the time. But, of course, the Giants get the cover, not the win. So a 20% anomaly last night in the NFL marketplace. Let's hope we avoid those this weekend.
1: Wow, that's crazy to think about. And it shouldn't surprise you, Jared, with the Giants and Eagles because I was going through the numbers and they were so eye-popping. The dominance mm. the Eagles have had, heads up against the Giants. I mean, they've won 21 in the last 25. Crazy to think about.
0: Yeah, it's wild. But the Giants are still covered in Philly, I think, four in a row. So it, it, it is the anomaly series of, I guess, the NFC East. I mean, I guess the NFC East itself is an anomaly. But yeah, an 80% trend bucked last night. Team that covers usually wins the game.
1: All right, let's get to a bunch of these lines. And let's start here. Tampa and Vegas. I know, Jared, I'm lucky enough that I locked in Tampa at minus three early in the week. I don't think you're going to sniff a minus three. I think at best you're getting three and a half, four. Whenever this game comes back on the board, juicy matchup, got moved out of prime time, what do you think the market is going to be on Tampa and Vegas?
0: Yeah, I think with the offensive line situation for Vegas, I mean, talk about the worst possible week to have offensive line issues facing the number one defense efficiency in football. I mean, this, this Bucs defense gets after you. I think this line's going to be north of four. I saw four and a half, five in some markets, and I think that's where it'll open back up. Tampa Bay just continues to overachieve defensively, and maybe it's not an overachieving at this point, JJ. Maybe they really are just that good, and a spot for the Raiders that I don't like. They are 0-2 under John Gruden coming off the bye. Last year, they got blown out by 18 against the Packers. Year before that, 14 to the Colts. They do not do well on rest. Maybe that's a little bit undisciplined. Maybe that's on Gruden. Interesting spot moving the game up. Of course, 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. You know, the, the COVID protocols might prevent these guys from going out on the road in Vegas. But 1 o'clock local time game in Vegas, a little bit difficult. Uh, a little more difficult than playing at 5 o'clock local time. So the, the time change is intriguing. But I trust Tom Brady and his boys to be ready for this game. Tampa Bay has a statistic that that just – they they jump off the page with me, J.J. They are second in yards per play differential, meaning they're gaining more yards than they're giving up. And that, to me, is how you win football games. Vegas is 22nd in that statistic. This this is a mismatch up front for Tampa Bay. They're going to control the trenches. If you can get Tampa laying just three or four, that is a gift. I think it's going to be north of that come Sunday.
1: When it comes to now the Sunday night game, which will be Seattle and Arizona – That line has been locked in at three and a half everywhere. Do you think making that a primetime game, more eyeballs on the, you know, particular matchup, will that change the number at all, you think, Smitty? Uh, maybe. I, I, I mean, I think if the times are t- uh, tough.
0: I mean, I think we're kind of used to a lot of shifting with the schedule by now. It, we're we're, we're kind of numb to it. I will say this. The Cardinals are a very strange team. You know, they're the only team in the NFL that hasn't played an over game yet this season. And with that offense, you that's you would crazy think
1: that's, to think about. It it. Is. Do you yeah. think that's Jared <laughs> because is. they're juicing up those numbers thinking Arizona is this high flying offense?
0: Yes. And I think that's really the only logical explanation because when you look at Arizona, I mean, when, when you look at their offense, they jump off the page. I mean, green across the board, top 10 yards per play. You know, they're, they're, they're a top five red zone offense and red zone offenses tend to be the ones that hit overs because you know that the death of an over is a field goal in the red zone. So I, I, I'm shocked when I saw that number. Now it could just be a, a random, you know, a variance in, in, in the NFL anomaly of the season. You know, we get these very random results. And that is one right there. 0-6 to the under for Arizona. I mean, it's a high total again this weekend, but I'll be honest. Seattle's defense scares me, so I I don't want to lay that much with Seattle. I think this line is just right, and I'll probably stay off and watch. Maybe I'll try to hop in live, but this is going to be a fun game Sunday night.
1: Jared, the game of the week, as far as I'm concerned, is Pittsburgh and Tennessee, a battle of the unbeatens. And listen, the Steelers have been good to us. I've rode them the last two weeks. They've cashed in for me. I was very tempted to go in that direction again when I Mm. made my Super Contest picks. Then I saw the way this line moved midweek. Open Pittsburgh minus one and a half. Now I see the Titans favored by one and a half. That line movement kind of scared me off the game. I still lean Pittsburgh, but I don't love it. What is your rationale for that shift, which is pretty significant, bro?
0: Yeah, it is, and and I'll be honest. I think the market's a little undecided on this game too. You, you know, you don't see a line flip over zero multiple times in a week very often. That the, usually when it flips, it it stays there for good. Now, I think the AJ Brown news could be interesting over the weekend. You know, that's a guy that the Titans desperately need, and and I'll be honest, I, I don't love I don't love Tennessee secondary. This this is a tough matchup for Tennessee secondary. They got torched last week by Deshaun Watson. Now Pittsburgh's defense a little banged up too. No Devin Bush. So you can think Derrick Henry's probably going to have some space in the middle as well. I think this is an offensive game. I think we think defense when we think Pittsburgh. But something tells me this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I-, I wasn't surprised when this total opened up in, with, with, with a five in front of it, not a four. Usually you think Pittsburgh, you think you know 40-point total, not 50. And, and I think there's a reason why this one opened a little higher. I lean over in this game. It's a good teaser spot for Pittsburgh. You get them through three and seven. But I, I take the over in this game. I think both defenses look in their wounds a little bit. I think we're going to see some points.
1: We got our buddy Jared Smith from the Morning After over at Sports Grid as we're running through the matchups here in week 7 in the NFL. Jared, I'm going through the games. I don't think it's a great tease week. Now, maybe mm. I'm just missing out. Maybe there are a couple of games that I don't want to go near as far as the teaser is concerned. You know, Kansas City seems like an obvious tease spot. Um, I think a lot of people are going to look to tease Buffalo any which way they can. Yeah. But you don't have those favorites of like that 7 to 10 window that I can get to like two and a half, that I can get down to a pick them. So for me, I feel like this is far more of a week to play these games straight up. Do you agree with that? Or do you see far more opportunity in the teaser market?
0: I'll give you one to chew on. I think the Chargers are worth a look. I do. Uh, the, the, this is a really good spot for the Chargers. It's kind of a weird buy low spot where they've lost four in a row coming off the buy. You don't even remember uh, you know, the games, because they, they, they lost four in a row, and, then they're, and they've had a week off, so they've really had a lot of time to sit and stew. Jacksonville's been absolutely terrible. 0-4 against the number in their last four games, and the covers, the covers not just the, the differential of the, of the game itself, the covers have been by 15, 10, 7, and 20 hook. So Jacksonville's been getting blown out against the number. And this is a young defense that's been getting gashed left and right. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a really good performance coming off the bye. Perfect spot for the rookie after four really tough games. And these are some tough Chargers results. Think about this. They lost in overtime to Kansas City and New Orleans. And they lost by a touchdown to Tampa Bay. I mean, this, is ha- this has to be the best 1-4 and four team, you know, in, certainly in the NFL, maybe in, maybe in recent memory. So you get them through 3-7 and seven at home. Right now, the Chargers are laying about 7-8 points at home against the Jags. That's a good spot. You pair them up with Buffalo. Maybe you pair it up with Pittsburgh. And I think you got yourself a teaser this weekend. I, I think that's the way I would play in the teaser market. Chargers have to be a centerpiece for me.
1: Smitty, you mentioned the Chargers who should have won their game against New Orleans two weeks ago. I, I'm just not a believer in the Saints. Now, they take mm. on Carolina this week. No Michael Thomas. No Emmanuel Sanders. The line in some places hasn't moved. In other places it 's gone from seven and a half to seven, and I detailed how good Teddy Bridgewater has been against the number. I mean he has been a cover machine as an nFL starting quarterback. I love the Carolina Panthers this week uh you on with me
0: absolutely bro. I got it an eight and a half offshore, and I love that number and I, you know we talk about we talk about uh, our our friend Teddy Bridgewater, so you might have some wrestling fans listening. The road dog Jesse James, an old member of the New Age Outlaws. Well, Teddy Bridgewater's the road dog. 15-2 and two against the number as a road dog in his career. I mean, that's really what he does. He goes on the road and he overachieves what you expect. That is what Teddy Bridgewater has been in his entire career. Now, he's been pretty good at home anywhere pretty much as an underdog. 20-5 total as an underdog. And he has been an underdog a lot in his career. That seems to be you know, his, his brand. And I think this is a good spot for Carolina. I think they played a lot better than you think without Christian McCaffrey. Their defense has been playing really good as well. And I think that seven-point loss to the Bears last week looks a lot better considering Chicago's results, especially considering Chicago's win over Tampa Bay and how good Tampa Bay looked against Green Bay. So I know we don't like to play the transitive property too much, but I think Carolina's played some tough football games. They went on the road, they beat the Chargers. So they, they, they they can win games on the road. And they've got the offense to do it. They've got the quarterback to do it. Great spot with them. And I agree with your cap on New Orleans. I've been down on New Orleans for two years. They've got issues there. I don't know what it is. Something, something's weird in the water down there down there in Cajun country. It's, it's been weird the last couple of years. Of course, Breeze gets hurt. And then Teddy Bridgewater has to come in last season. And now this year, Breeze has kind of been up and down. I, I don't trust New Orleans to cover that number. Carolina is a good spot as a dog this week.
1: Jared, I see New England. To me, they're the most undervalued team this week. And I know San Francisco looked great against the Rams. Bounce back effort for Garoppolo. But I'm not putting too much stock in what we saw from New England last week. Cam Newton had one practice in two weeks. Uh, you had a bunch of guys on the COVID list. Um, then you throw in the fact that, you know, Denver was a desperate football team, and it was the conquer. I mean, no other way around it, it was a conquer for New England. But they have held tight ends in check. They know Garoppolo well. I'm all over the Patriots' land, too.
0: Yeah, this is... This is well, first of all, the Jimmy G revenge angle just makes this game so much more interesting. Uh, but I, I think this is kind of a line-in-the-sand game for New England. I'll trust New England this week, but if they let me down this week, I'm going to start to you know, raise the flag a little bit. Because... They haven't lost three games in a row, the Patriots, since 2002. That was like the early Brady years. I think that was Brady's second or first full year as the starter. So it's been a while since New England has really faced this kind of adversity or really faced any adversity at all. So I think this is going to be one of those years where you're going to see some volatile performances from them because of the quarterback situation. They don't have the steady hand back there. Cam Newton can throw up a clunker every now and again. The practices should help. But until I see it, now, New England runs it really well, we know that, but the Niners defend the run really well. So matchup-wise, I don't see the automatic jump-off-the-page edge for New England. I do think it is a good buy-low spot for them. You are getting them off two straight losses. You're getting them in in that tavern of of, of a price. So I certainly think the, the money should flow towards New England in terms of where the value is, but I am not fully invested in this game because I still need to see it from Cam against a really good team We haven't seen it in that spot since this little COVID break of his. So if he comes out and performs well on Sunday, then I'll be a believer again. But let's just say yellow light for me on the Patriots this week.
1: Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. Jared, before we get your best bets for Week 7, locally now with the Jets, they're a massive dog again. They haven't covered a number all year. But with Donald back, with Mims possibly playing, um, and Becton being back in the lineup, does it change your thought process? Does it change your way of thinking about this game with Buffalo?
0: It makes them at least a serviceable offense with Darnold under center and with the legitimate right tackle there. I don't think it changes the attitude or the demeanor coming that we're hearing from, you know, Foreman Park. Uh, that hasn't changed whether or not it's Sam Darnold or, or Macai Becton or you know I, I think really the more concerning injury really is Jamison Crowder popping up on the injury report yesterday with a groin. Uh, I think Buffalo's a little banged up and I think that's going to help this game. I think that's why we've seen the compression in the line. Uh, keep an eye on Tredavious White, Matt Milano, their status absolutely huge Milano, the best cover linebacker and, and white, you know, needless to might be the best corner in the league, Uh, Brown and Norman out for Buffalo. So, so Buffalo's got some injuries now too. And Buffalo's, you know, a short week. So this is, this is a divisional game. I I understand why the lines moved in the jets favor. That doesn't mean I'm going to back them in this spot. I think it's a good spot to tease Buffalo. You get it through seven. I think value wise, that's where you want to go. But at the end of the day, the Jets need to, it's kind of like New England. The Jets need to prove to me that they can cover a number before I'm going to risk any money on them at all. I understand why the Sharps are on gangrene, but I, I, I'm just watching and, and kind of seeing this train wreck unfold. All
1: right, Jared, now it's time, my brother. Week seven, best bets. The floor is yours. What do you like here on this card?
0: Well, the classic teaser spots we mentioned, Chargers and Bills, if you want to play favorites in the teaser, you go Chargers and Bills, you get the Chargers thrown to a field goal, you get it through 7 and 3, you get the Bills through 7. That's a nice little tee spot. If you want to go dogs with your teasers, Washington and Pittsburgh, you get both of those through 3 and 7. Again, you're probably paying some juice for these teasers, so you want to get the most for your money. That's why you want to get it through those key numbers of 3 and 7 when you can. Best bet of the week though, Tampa Bay. I mean, I love this spot. They're going to Vegas. The time change means absolutely nothing for me. This is the best defense in football going up against an offensive line with massive problems, not only when they're all healthy, but now they've got some COVID issues popping up as well. They haven't practiced together this week. Really bad spot for Vegas to be without any offensive line continuity. And of course, what more can you say about what's going on in Tampa Bay? I mean, goodness gracious, it's the city of champions. It's the city of champions, JJ. I love them in this spot this week. I think they get a big win on the road.
1: Jared fantastic stuff. Bonus question though, before we get you out of here. Antonio Brown now a Buccaneer. Will that make the Buccaneers the Vegas favorites you think come Monday to win the NFC?
0: No, Seattle still got that. Pretty much on lockdown. I think Seattle's been the highest mover in terms of power ratings that I've seen on the books this year. Uh, I, they're not going to be anywhere. Now, granted, they could get blown out on Sunday and that might change the proceedings, but I don't think they will. Even if Seattle loses on Sunday and Tampa Bay wins, I still think Seattle's the NFC favorite come Monday.
1: Jared, good stuff. We will chat next Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Let's cash some tickets, all right? JJ, good luck. Always a pleasure. Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. He's rolling with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and can't blame him. With all the uncertainty going on with the Raiders and the COVID list and their offensive line. Not ideal. We got a lot more to get to. We got giant reaction from last night as they are now 1-6 and six on the year. It is one to nothing Dodgers after a Justin Turner home run. We have Jason Katz with Fantasy. We'll run around the league and go through all these matchups. Got a lot more of your calls at 877-337-6666. It's JJ, John I'm Keeping you company on a Friday night.